Blog Talk Radio. the show. 
I wasn't, those things interested me, but that wasn't the primary reason I was watching the show. But if you're going to present a plot, <laughs> you should at least wrap it up. Like, there should be ten open threads to your plot. And it, and just, it just the word I thought of over and over again was that it felt rushed. It really did. But after episode four, I felt like the whole thing was rushed, and especially the last two episodes, especially, and the last one in particular, was very rushed in my opinion. Yeah, they they were connecting dots really fast, and there was a lot of reaches where this show wasn't really reaching. They were trying to make it like these guys were really having a tough time figuring this out. And then the next thing you know, they notice the paint color in the picture, find an old person that actually remembers every single detail from 15 years ago, gives them every single thing they need to know, and they arrive at the guy's house in like an hour. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, that was like really they spent 15 years of show That time. old lady, I expected them to have a roadblock. I thought she was going to have Alzheimer's. I mean, how many old ladies can remember something from 15 years ago, and they're in nursing homes? So she can't be sharp as a tack. Well, and, and and she was like so. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, like like I say, even on the show, the amount of time that that elapsed was you know ten or fifteen years, and um, they were able to solve it kind of just at the snap of a finger. It felt like it felt like honestly, like this show, maybe the writers thought that there was going to be twelve episodes, and then it got cut at eight, and they had to just cut it where they were and close it up because. Like I said, there were so many things that were developing that, that you never heard anything about. I would have loved to learn more about the uh, the Yellow King, Spaghetti Face or whatever they call him. I mean, I, he was building these wooden things, these wooden structures the whole time. They always have that every episode. And then there's really nothing to that. We never find out why. We never find out, like, his side of things. Um, they also played up this whole, this whole thing about how it was going to be um, – tied in with all these high-level people that, that, you know, the senator was going to be involved in, and all these, there's a big, huge high-level cover-up, and then they just kind of brushed that under the rug real quickly in one sentence on the news scene in the in the hospital at the end. So I thought that was that kind was of the, just That was my biggest thing, the conspiracy. This thing was supposed to be so big that it made Rust come, quit his job and then come back to town after 10 years of obsessing about it and start the case over again, it was enough to make Marty come and say, okay, I want to risk everything. And they made it so that this thing was so big that they had to send letters and emails and documents to the press and to authorities because they feared for their life after they were going to die. And all it was was that guy, if he's the Yellow King, I'm not watching the show anymore. I'm assuming that they just didn't say the Yellow King and he kind of just started running the ranch or something. But <laughs> I don't accept the lawnmower guy as the Yellow King. It just – he couldn't pull off all that stuff. No, and, and and so, you know, at the very end when they were outside, um, you know, my wife and I were sitting there, and because of all that buildup of all the other people that had to be involved based on what they were saying the entire season, we expected them – you know, to get killed or captured or something at the very end, some kind of dramatic ending, but they just literally walked off into into the night and nothing happened. And, and so I was like, oh, how do you just brush that whole thing under the rug? It was just this one random guy after all that? Like, you know, so it was, it was, a, li- it was a little disappointing. I thought, like I said, I thought the show was pretty good overall, but I think that the end was just rushed and, and there's still a lot of things that got left unanswered. 
here. I'm not trying to be funny, but yes, I am. But there were episodes of Smallville that was stronger than last night's episode. <laughs> Honest, because they, there was an episode of Smallville, I'll never forget it. I went to a friend's house, and his friends kept walking in. So every time we, we would get the show started, he would rewind it back to the beginning so everybody could see it. And as soon as the guy saw some innocuous character five minutes into the show, like a butler or something, the one guy said, he did it. He totally ruined the show for me. But it was the same thing. The lawnmower man had one scene before two weeks ago at the very end, and then maybe another one in there somewhere, and then he's the killer. Like, that's like the most, like, tropish, just like elementary thing, almost Scooby-Doo-ish that you can do. And it really did remind me of Scooby-Doo towards the end, honestly. <laughs> And I think now we're used to a lot of shows really. A lot of shows build up the the enemy character a lot, and um, this show didn't. Like you learned about him for, like you say, two minutes at the end of the other show, and then five minutes at the beginning of this one, and then that was it. The rest of the show was just them running around that old fort. Exactly, and it just and it just became. And and the more I read Nick's interviews, and I, I can't say his last name, but the more I read his interviews, it, he made it seem like it was just going to be a regular cop show that really focused on the characters. But at the same time, so my expectations were lowered, but that was just every single bad trope that buddy cop dramas have, and he just threw it all in, and that's why it seems rushed, because it just, he, and that show wasn't that. It was not that at all. And the characterization, I think, of Rust, Marty, is pretty simple on the surface. But the characterization of Rust from episode 7 and 8, that was not even the same guy that was talking in those interview rooms, and that was supposed to be modern times. Yeah, not even remotely. Like, it was just, it was a completely different character. You're right about that. Let me see if you stay on the line with me, and let's see if 425 is ready to chat with us. You're on the air. Who is this? Hi, this is Lori. Hi, Lori. How are you tonight? Hi. I'm I'm glad you called in. What What was your take? My friend Chase is with me, too, and he might chime in. But what did you think of the finale? Hi, Chase. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys have said so far, and I... Um, I, I, I felt very kind of betrayed and cheated because there was so much symbolism. There was such hype and the whole five horsemen, you know, the five guys yeah. and Mar- Marty with, or I'm sorry, rest in the interview room, carving out the five beer men, you know, I mean, what, what was all that? What was it? It just, it, it, it it went nowhere. I don't have to have everything spelled out for me. I kind of, and I understand that, you know, what he was going for, but I just think there should have been some kind of mention as to, you know, they didn't have to tell me who the five men were, but I mean, it all goes back to the the picture in Doralene's um, mother's house of, you know, the photo with a little girl with the five horsemen around it. Wow, it's like, what was that? What was that all about? And this stereotypical backwoods Louisiana creepy serial killer, silence of the lamb type thing, just, I mean, obviously he wasn't the mastermind. He was, you know, I mean, it was just, 
it was very disappointing. I was very disappointed. Yeah, and you sounded like we talked a little earlier today. You sounded more disappointed than I was. But I think were you invested in the finding out? Like, were you invested in the whole who was the murderer and who was the Yellow King thing? Oh, you don't even understand. So from um, from the very beginning, I went down the Reddit rabbit hole. I mean, I was I did just that too. crazy. Oh my god, I was crazy into it because it was such intelligent writing. I think those first four episodes were so good with the build-up and the music and the symbolism and, the, you know, the Yellow King and what did it mean and the Robert Chambers book and everything. It just was so intriguing and it was such smart writing that to me it's um, I became very invested in it. It didn't have to go supernatural. It didn't have to go um off into a weird ending, but like you guys, I feel like there had to be some something tied up, and I didn't feel it was there. Now, I do have to say, though, that there was somebody else on our Facebook um, post that, or on our Facebook page, that he and I were conversing after the first three episodes, and we were convinced that uh, Rust was the Archangel Michael. Because... (laughs) I know, right? Kind of hard to pull it back in after that. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, but that that just tells you how far down the rabbit hole I went. Because after I saw his chest tattoo, it looked like um, an upside-down cross. And my whole point to that is, is that I was really guessing, you know, oh, my gosh, what could this mean? I mean, obviously, after... After the next episode, I didn't think that, but um, but it just it it was so intriguing to kind of get into it and guess. And I thought the writing was so smart that you know, like a lot of Reddit people, I just really was like going off on all these crazy supernatural theories and stuff. And it was really fun, and I really enjoyed it. But um, I just I don't feel like the last two episodes were smart writing at all. I, I, I said, Ron, you posted last night when we first started talking about it, you know, what do you, to me, what do you think is going to happen? And I told you I didn't think, you know, I thought there was too much to have to wrap up for one episode and that it was going to stretch into another season. Then you told me that there wasn't going to be another season. And so I was just confused. I knew it was going to be a blitz from that point. I mean, there was just so much. Every episode kind of built another, another question in your mind, something else you wanted answered, and then – but none of it got answered there. What, uh, Lori, why do you think people, there are people that are just swearing up and down, and Lori can go first and then chase, but there are a lot of people that are swearing up and down that it was just like the greatest episode ever. Why, why do you think, and you've had as many, I've seen you on the page too, and you've had some interactions with those people too. Why do you think they feel that way? I think because I've had a, a happy lethal weapon buddy ending. Honestly, I think I I think everybody kind of expected at least Russ to die. You know, there was so much mention of him wanting to tie it off suicide, and I think the fact that I think also that it really brought about a philosophical, almost religious aspect to it that people felt they could relate to that he found something or found I hope. He found hope, and I think people, everybody wants hope. And so I think that in that aspect, I think that was a a good feeling note to end it on, and I think that's what they're basing it on. 
which I don't have an argument with at all. I just would have liked to have seen all these other things be addressed. I mean, I, I agree. Like I said, I thought it was a C-plus finale. These people that are saying A-plus, it just seems like reactionary, hyperbole. I, I mean, I, I don't know where they're coming from. I really wish we could actually hear that side of the argument because I can't even begin to fathom it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just speculating. I mean, from and, and some very, very strong reactions. Um, when I very first posted last night that I was not, you know, that I felt betrayed and cheated, some of the responses were very vehemently like, you know, what is wrong with you? And um, people were hey, you just posted like, like a few minutes after it ended. Yeah. Yeah, and, and oh, yeah. uh people, <laughs> exactly. They were rabid at that point. I posted this morning, yeah. and it wasn't quite as bad. Yeah, well, and start, uh, I, start tagging I, them and, and get them to call in, because I really want to hear this side of the argument. I know, I, mean, I wish what, you did. I tried to promote my mission. It's so wonderful about that. I think you're scared, because my opinions are so aggressive sometimes, I guess. But, uh, yeah. I, what, I don't what think they are. I, think I don't think they're aggressive at all. I think you're very kind and very um, respectful, and that's kind of what I tried to say to everybody is, hey, I'm trying to be respectful of your happy, you know, I go ahead and feel that yeah. way. I don't feel that way, and that's why I'm staying off all the cheerful posts. And, oh, my God, wasn't it so great because I didn't want to bring anybody down, but I was like, uh, wow, I felt really let down and really betrayed. And like I said, it didn't have to be that he was a supernatural whatever, you know. I didn't. I wasn't looking Gabriel for Gabriel or Michael, whoever you said he was. <laughs> Okay, now you have to listen to my thinking after three episodes. It makes sense, but I listen to it. I mean, it makes sense to be based on that part of the journey. Just so you know, that Archangel Michael is referred to as Taxium Archangel. He was the tax man, that type of thing. So I was, like, trying to piece together. Yeah, and, and he's also the protector of children. I'm not religious either. It just, I was trying to figure out where are they going with this character, you know what I mean, and it was uh, it was fun. It was really really fun. I really enjoyed the ride. I thought it was great writing, brilliant writing. The first maybe five episodes. Yeah, I think I think my take is that people want every, people want to put TV shows on the Mount Rushmore of TV shows now. They want everything that even has a hint of greatness to be The Sopranos. They want it to be The Wire. They want it to be Bad. They just want to push everything. That level, and so then when they can't, it can't reach that level. Either they're gonna force it, or they're gonna trash it like it's, it was nothing. Then there's nothing that says, "Oh, well, this was just a good TV show. It's a flawed TV show, but it's a good TV show." I watched The Blacklist. That is a very flawed TV show, but I enjoy it. And this show better than that, but it didn't. It it, it didn't. It had a chance to be transcendent, and it didn't quite make it. Well, really didn't make it even close, really. I, yeah. Um, I, you know, grew up in the 70s on Brady Bunch and all the, oh, my God, TV has just been horrible. It's just cable has just, you know, really been a turning point. And, you know, like you said, with some really good writing the past, I don't know, maybe five, eight years, it's just, I think we've, this raised the bar, you know. And I think if there's anybody else in Hollywood looking at this, they need to see that there's an audience that's, Hungry for some intelligent writing. Exactly. Well, Lori, thank you for calling. I'm really glad you called. We appreciate you getting to stay on the line and listen to the rest of it. 
or you can listen on repeat if you're on the site. But I really appreciate your calling and I value your Well, opinion. thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. All right, Chase, We it looks like we're going to be the only ones to take it. I guess the sports students are the ones who are more loyal to Colony, you know, I've kind of developed more of a following, but a following. But hopefully, we'll have more followers as time goes on. I was really we didn't get into just the the lawnmower man. I mean, Lori did a little bit, but just how derivative that character was. I'm too young to even remember Silence of the Lambs, but people have uh, mentioned that a whole bunch of times. And they were even little doll babies and broken doll babies in the little shed or house or whatever the heck he was in, Carcosa. I mean, it was just so derivative and stereotype. And the whole thing is they weren't stereotyping the South. They were making a commentary on the South. And then all of a sudden, this guy is like the worst inbred uh, cast off from Deliverance. Yeah, and, and I think that, like I said, I wish that they had spent more time on that character because I think that it was, something that was intriguing and and uh, the kind of, uh, you know, evil character that, that I would have liked to have seen fleshed out more than, than just a quarter of an episode. Um, and same with, same with his wife, sister, girl, whatever that yeah. woman was. Like, you know, I mean, I didn't want to see that, just out run at that all. plot line at least <laughs> the, the last few thing. episodes and let us see like into his life more, I think it would have had, a better build-up to the end. Yeah, it just became coin. And, the, and I knew we were in trouble because at the end of this episode seven, he says, what does he say? He can't lie. And then the guy drive off, and he's like, I've been here alone. And that's like the campiest, most, I mean, just <laughs> trite line that you can have on a TV show. Like, you know, like that, I mean, it's like you're saying it for the audience. Like, that's not what this show out. Yeah, and I, I thought the same thing then. But on top of that, now, okay, so he goes into this slow, you know, Creole draw at the end of that show, and then he opens up this one talking like he's from, you know, 1800s England. <laughs> like, I I didn't get it, man. I don't understand. Like, no one, I read a review. This is like the fourth or fifth review I read today, and I can't even. I was trying to find it for somebody else on, not the IB page, but the True Detective page I'm a part of. And they were trying to say that since he was disfigured and he tried to learn how to pronounce his words by watching videotapes or something, so he was trying to be Cary Grant and someone else, or it was really, I mean, I don't think they were, I think that's what they intended, but that reviewer was smarter than me because I don't know what the heck he was doing. I, it was just lost. And well, that's too much to put together in fifteen minutes. Give it, give us a few episodes of this character to like have an opinion, have a true opinion and feeling on him. Yeah, he definitely was not a a three dimensional character. I mean, that's one of the criticisms of the show. And I always gave the show a pass because because a lot of people, and we should go, and this is a good segue to Maggie. But in general, I gave the show a pass because the show has two freaking movie stars. If you don't think two freaking movie stars are going to suck up 90% of the script and 90% of the oxygen out of the room of a damn TV show, much less, besides a movie, if Matt McConaughey and Woody Harrelson were in a movie together, they would have almost all the scenes, much less a TV show. God knows how they got them to do that, you know? So I expected the other characters to be kind of flat or at least they reflect 
how Marty and Russ see the world. But this kid, yeah. I mean, this this guy was just like a, a stereotype within a stereotype. Yeah, it's almost like they needed this this uh, bad guy to be the same level of celebrity as those two guys, and then and then you know that way he could get a little more time from the show, and and it would be reasonable. Yeah, but when you bring crazy. in this guy, that <laughs> you just have some like fat stereotypical. Louisiana guy, yeah, I mean, he's clearly not going to take minutes away from whatever they're paying McConaughey to do this show, so. Yeah, and again, and then you reminded me of something, too, and I'll ask you about Maggie after I make this comment, but you reminded me that it, sh- it was an intellectual show, and the mystery was intellectual, so why was the villain and why was the climax just totally an action scene, you know? Why was it lethal weapon, as Laurie said? Like, it didn't match what we were going no. for. It, it no, really I thought did. they were going to have some time to talk. Or, I mean, you know, like, it just seemed like, boom, he shot in the head. Yeah. <laughs> well, even, that's even it. Reginald like, you know, I thought they were going to be able to wrestle with him, get some dialogue out of him, get us something, give us another sign of something out of him. Yeah, like I was saying, even Ledoux, Reginald Ledoux, like, even the stuff he was saying was cryptic and it made sense. The, the Longhorn Man stuff was saying was like Boogie Man stuff. It was almost like... You know, the boogeyman was coming to get it. was like something that would scare my kids when the lights come out. But uh, online, there was a lot of reaction to Maggie. And I guess we're women. So, I mean, we're not women, rather. <laughs> we're not women, so I don't know how well we can analyze it. But did you have a problem with Maggie as a character? No, I didn't. Well, a lot of people were saying that she was stereotypical and that she just almost a sexist portrayal of, and I think, and this happened with Skyler too, and I just never got it. I'm like, these are bad men, or men that behave very badly, so what would you expect a woman to say? That to encourage this behavior? Like, I don't understand, but that's something not if they're being passive, or they're stereotypical, but I don't even understand the criticism. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. I mean that that role wasn't even that big of a role in the show, so. But it was the third biggest role, I guess. But people, I'm telling you, these these I almost said something not good. Don't want to lose my fans here. But the, a lot of the feminist blogs, they uh, they were just going off on her, and and all the people in the stupid and not stupid, but in the um, Facebook chat thing for the uh, for the show, they all thought she was the killer. I'm like, the show did not give you an indication that Maggie was the killer. I never even considered that. I tell you no lie. That's I started laying down the law and it got a little quiet. But I kept saying, like, what are you watching? <laughs> they were like, there, there, there are stars on her, on her uh, collar, and <laughs> and she let. Well, it was mostly it was because of Audrey, I think, the daughter, because the daughter shows signs of being abused. So they were uh-huh. like, well, Maggie, let it happen because she's part of the cult. She's the Yellow King. I, I just, <laughs> I just, I was just at a loss. I was like, there's nothing logical about what you're saying, people. Well, here's one thing that, that I've come to find out in the last 30 minutes is that people were definitely digging into this show pretty deep, and, and I would love to hear some more of these opinions. And But I if people were digging really into this show, like, how, how could they? I didn't get Archangel. Michael out of it, but I got some deep stuff. But then when I saw the uh, the writer, he kept downplaying. He's like, "No, oh, it's about the characters." 
And he flat out said Woody Harrelson before episode six. He flat out said Woody Harrelson and, and uh, well, I guess Russ and um, Russ and Marty weren't the killers because so many people started thinking that Marty was the killer. That he yeah. had to. There were so many similar. And I think a lot of a lot of people. It seemed like the women got into that more, but maybe I'm stereotyping. But it seemed like the women really got into the clues and trying to solve it. And I kind of like the aspect of okay, I'm trying to be the true detective too. And that's I think that's what classic. Um, detective novels try to do so. I think that's a lot of just too that they just the rails are doing that perfect out. Well, that's the thing. Like they they weren't really building up any other characters that that you could think that would be the killer. But it seems like most shows you do you you kind of know the character all along. So I guess you have to start trying to point the finger. You know, by episode six seven at one of those guys to say, all right, it's got to be, it's got to be someone that we know. But then the end of this episode seven and you see the guy in the lawnmower and you're like, oh, okay. So that's going to be the killer now. We know that. <laughs> Look, I mean, I robot had a better murder mystery. <laughs> it really did. You go back and watch I robot, man, it's got a good twist. <laughs> they just didn't even... <laughs> I love that movie. I'm serious. There are a lot of movies that I could pick out and show that I could pick out was less obvious or less. Uh, I mean, I knew the long one, man. It was a part of it the first time I met a blog. I was a part of it, duh. But I didn't think he was the whole thing. Yeah, so, but let's talk about something before we go. Let's talk. I don't think we're going to get any more calls, but let's talk about the things that we liked about the show and what got us to keep watching and what we liked about the finale. I liked it. I mean, I really liked the, the deep characters and. Um, just like people say, I mean, the show was kind of deep. It, it, it made you think I like that. It wasn't as simple as a lot of shows are now. So that made it enjoyable and, and made it watchable. It started off really slow, but you know, if you, if you just started to watch it and really try to take it in, then every episode, you got a little better until the end. <laughs> um, yeah, I, but you know, the, the finale had, had some decent, some decent points. I thought the end dialogue was good. Like you kind of got some closure on, on those particular characters. Um, But, you know, and, and I, based on this ending, I am still excited to see what next season brings and who the stars will be. I hope that they continue to get in some good actors because I think the way that those guys can act really added to the show and how deep they could go and, and, the kind of characters that they could build for it. Yeah, I was, I mean, the first episode I really didn't like. Like Matthew McConaughey kept standing in this weird way against stuff, and he made these weird faces. But it's like you kind of had to, like, get to the feel of how Rust was, you know? But some of the stuff he said in the car ride, I love the car rides. Every car ride scene in the in the show was, like, awesome. That was, like, the best parts of it. And and then I started liking his little monologues, and he was just mesmerizing. And then when I started hearing about all these clues everyone was talking about, I was I was already hooked. And I saw that episode four where they had the shootout in the projects, <laughs> and that, that yeah, that was the really top. the climax. That was that was an awesome episode. Awesome. and hidden stuff, and so then I was like, my show, and I started giving it my seal of approval and telling people to watch it. And it still was good enough, but it just didn't go where, and I respect the writer's journey, but I just feel like it was sloppy. At the end, it was sloppy. 
it was rushed, and it wasn't it wasn't allowed to like you said that maybe they would add twelve episodes or something, but it just it was just like a meal that was cooked too soon or cooked too quickly. Yeah, I'm kind of you know it's really surprising because most shows the first season leaves you at the end just like dying for the next season. A good show after the first season, you just cannot wait. And, and this one kind of just ended on a lull. But yeah, like weird. I said, I'm still looking forward to the to uh, to the next one. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch no matter what, at least the first two or three episodes. Depends on who the cast is, I guess. But there's so much pressure on him, too. And this is also part of the uh, the feminist criticism. A lot of pressure is on him to pick a woman or maybe two women in the cast. So, you know, I don't want him to force it because of pressure. But hopefully he will gather himself and figure things out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like to say I'm interested to see. So, so from your understanding, it's supposed to be an entirely different plot, brand Everything's new story. Everything's supposed to be different. Yeah. It's supposed to be like, it's an anthology series. So it's supposed to just be, it shouldn't even be in Louisiana, you would think. It's just totally something different. Is it still going to be that's like what the idea is with the new cast every season? Which I thought would make the stakes higher and they'd be willing to kill people and, and push it to the limit. But, you know, but he wrote it the way he wrote it. But thank you for having my back, Chase. I'll do another one at some point as we drum up some more people for the uh, the t- television group. Uh, well, we got Game of Thrones uh, starting shortly, right? So that'll be All a right, big man, draw, I'm sure. It. 